0: As a technician, as a salesperson, or a leader in an HVAC company, trust is everything. You're going to learn all about it on today's show. Epic is epic. There's nothing like it. The encouragement, some fresh ideas. you show up, you'll get your mind blown. Great breakout session. Take something new back. Help and tools. You can implement the next day. Great speakers. That was a great experience. We have the top experts in our industry. as we work together and trust one another. Your influence is limited by how much the other people in your company trust you. Whether you're a comfort consultant, a service technician, a CSR, or a manager leader in the company, this is one of the most important things that you got to work on. When the client trusts us, we can make a much bigger impact on their life. Let's join the amazing Steve Schallenberger as he walks us through these concepts. Take it away, Steve. Welcome to Cracking the Code on the magical impact of trust. Uh, I am grateful for Bruce Madledge, Jeff Madledge, Andy Mitchell, and the rest of the EGIA team that provides these kind of resources for you. Now, as we talk about building and maintaining trust, and the impact that it can have in your life, uh, professionally, in your relationships. I'd like to invite you to specifically think about the application of what we talk about in your responsibilities. If you're a technician, if you're a salesperson, or an admin person, or a team lead, specifically be thinking, okay, how do I apply what Steve is going to share with me today? Now, as we talk about trusts, uh, the, there is a magical impact in your life uh, when you have high trust with people. It's just the opposite when you have low trust. Just think about this for a moment. When there is high trust, um, it's easier to solve even the most difficult problems together. But when there is low trust, it's difficult to solve even some of the easiest issues and Sometimes when there's really low trust, you don't even want to be in the same room with people. Uh, think about this. When there's high trust, it provides more opportunity in life. And when there's low trust, less opportunity. Um, maybe think about it this way. When there is high trust, your, let's put, position this this way. Your influence literally is limited by the level of trust that you have with another person or an organization, a team, uh, people that you work with. So for example, if there is a high level of trust, your capacity to have influence is greatly enhanced. But if there's low trust, people really almost don't want to listen to you or sometimes be around you. And so the stakes are really high when it comes to building and maintaining trust. So today, as we talk about this, along with this invitation for you to really think about, well, how do I apply these things that we're gonna talk about? Let's think about the statistics that we learn about trust. First of all, 36% of people will do business with somebody else because of the trust levels that they have. Um, and, And then get this one. 53% of business leaders would start a new relationship because of trust. Uh, I found this one from the New York Times very interesting. 37% of people feel like others would take advantage of them. Uh, I think maybe even in the last year that may have gone up a little bit. But here is the staggering one for me. 85% of people feel like if they know somebody, that person will be fair with them. So let's talk about the things that you can do to build and maintain high levels of trust. And today we're gonna talk about five things that you can do to have high levels of trust. Uh, Number one is keep the trust meter as high as you can. Number two, do what you say. Number three is know what the story is in other people's lives. Number four is to be an effective communicator. And number five is to live the golden rule. Let's go through each one of these uh, very quickly. The first one, which is, now get this one carefully. I want you to write these five down, is to keep that trust meter as full as you can. Now imagine a gas gauge and the needle is either on full or it's on empty. Let's say that you're driving through the desert late at night. It's dark and it's cold and you look down at the gas gauge and it's full. How do you feel? (laughs) Well, you feel pretty good. You don't have to worry about things. You can enjoy the trip. Uh, You feel at peace. Uh, You can enjoy other things that are going along like music, perhaps, on on the radio. But now, let's change that up a little bit. Let's say you're driving through that desert late at night, dark, it's cold, and you look down at your gas gauge and it's on E. The needle is on E. Now, how do you feel? Yeah, it's completely different, isn't it? You feel stressed out, you feel upset, you might turn the radio off, you're thinking to yourself, okay, what am I, what am I going to do next? Uh, if I run out of gas, what's going to happen? Might even be a little bit frightened. Well, this is a great metaphor for trust. Uh, because when the gas gauges at full on trust with another person, whether it's a customer, a fellow worker, a family member, a friend, you feel good. Uh, you feel at peace. It's easy to work together with them. The trust levels are high. On the other hand, if you think about a relationship or working with a customer and that gas gauge of trust is on empty. uh, It feels completely different. It feels a little bankrupt. It feels stressed. It feels upsetting. And uh, and so it's really difficult to be uh, frequently with that person. Well, this is the metaphor. Just imagine that gas gauge being placed right here and you can actually measure it with any person or anything, any customer or organization and say, where is the gas gauge of trust? And then once you see, and this is very accurate, you generally know, if you're not sure, you can ask people, how are you feeling about our service? How are you feeling about our relationship? And, uh, and that may help you, but generally, we can feel and be very accurate. And once you see where that relationship is, then you can make a decision to unilaterally do things that pushes that needle up to full. Uh, let's say, for example, I'll just give you a couple examples. With our company, Synergy Companies, we had a technician that was going along the highway He noticed a car off to the side of the road. There was smoke coming out from under the hood. He safely and quickly pulled over behind the car, got his fire extinguisher out, went over with his gloves, opened the hood, felt it was safe, lifted, and there was a fire just starting. It had been smoking, and he put it out, okay? He said, okay, he went to the owners of the car, we're good to go, have a nice day. He didn't say another thing. He just got in his uh, truck and, and took off. The people got the phone number of our company off of the truck and they called us and said, thank you for sending our guardian angel today. Now just think about that. Uh, what happened to that trust needle? Well, it went all the way up when they thought about synergy companies, right? It was full. This is a company they wanted to do business with. Uh, How about if you're working with a customer? What are the things that you can do to build that high trust? So for example, when you get there, you can assure them that you have followed strict health and safety protocols. You can explain to them what you're going to do in their home today, right? Then you do high quality work. And then when you're finished, once again, Explain to the customer everything that you did and let them know how grateful you are for their business. Not every, excuse me, not everybody does that. That is something that creates loyal customers. So those are examples. Uh, for example, let's say that you're in a partnership or a marriage and you think about this, maybe the trust level isn't as high as you want. You can write notes, you can buy flowers, You can do nice things, do the dishes, right? Uh, Anything that helps change this over time and then what you want to do is keep that trust level high. All right, that's number one. Number two is to do what you say. Be sure that you're honest and that you have high integrity. This is a great deal in terms of being a person of doing what you say. People learn to trust you, and you are predictable of the outcome, and this is solid, and remember what we're trying to do is experience the magical impact of trust, which is so amazing. If Another thing that you can do when you do what you say is when somebody writes an email to you or text or call, and you say that you're going to respond, then respond promptly, uh, and Uh, I love this idea, the general standard, maybe a little different in each organization, but at least within 24 hours, if not much sooner. Uh, Another part of this, of do what you say, is uh, to be very clear in your communications. When you do do that, that communication, you're responding to people. Okay, that's number two. Number one, what was it? Keep that trust meter all the way up to full. Number two, do what you say. All right, well, we're kind of getting into this now. Now, number three is what is your story? Not long ago, I went to a national conference. It was a large national conference in Washington, D.C. I noticed that one of the speakers there was an executive from Chick-fil-A. It was at this time, uh, it was a few years ago, not long ago, Chick-fil-A had taken some social stands. Uh, they were closed on Sunday. Some people didn't like that, but that was what they chose to do. Uh, they also uh, took uh, issue with the LGBTQ community and, um, uh, and this was a problem. And so this community uh, would hold uh, uh, strikes, not strikes, but they would hold marches outside of the uh, Chick-fil-A's and that was a problem. So you had this battle going on And I noticed that this executive was going to talk about how important relationships were in uh, being successful in solving problems. Well, this caught my attention immediately. I decided to go to this workshop and the executive stood up. He says, I'm just going to tell you a story uh, about how important this is. Relationships. It's essentially talking about trust, right? And he said, we had this problem with the LGBTQ community, and we invited them in, uh, There, a couple of their leaders, and he says, I had no idea how I was gonna deal with this. But when we sat down in the conference room that day, I decided to ask the leader what his story was. And he was gracious enough to give me his background, to talk about what his story was, and he said, well, when..." And as he went along, he said, when I was 28, my dad was killed by a drunk driver. And he went on and related other things. And and this executive listened with interest. Then it was the executive's turn. He shared his story. And he said, as he went through things, my dad was killed uh, by a drunk driver when I was 35 years old. Now, instantly, because they knew each other's story, it created a common bond. And this allowed them to build trust. What was so significant was that day when they thought they could not solve the problem, they came up with a solution that worked for both parties. This is the power of trust. So, so often we work with people. We don't even know what their story is, their background, how many children they have, or are they married or not married, or how's the health of their family? Where do they live? And, And so you can ask that. If you're a team lead, you can uh, sit down with one of your associates and say, well, what are your goals for the next one to three years? Well, this allows all of us to do a little bit better in our relationships and to build that trust and have higher trust. Now, the fourth one is to be an effective communicator. There are few gifts that you can give in life that are greater than understanding and listening to another person and having the ability to present things in a way that are collaborative. And so this is a huge factor in building and maintaining trust is having both the mindset and the skill set to be an effective listener. I kind of like to look at this like a two-sided coin, if you will. Side A of this coin or side one would be the listening side. Side two, the other side of the coin would be the collaborative side. Here are the things you can do on each side to really get good at this. And I assure you that this is leadership all the way because sometimes people will come at you and get in your face or they'll accuse you of things or you'll have a thorny problem. Always start with this side, the listening side. And here's all you have to do as someone shares their thoughts and say, acknowledge it. Thank you so much for being willing to share and let me just be sure I've got it. And these are a few words that will help you. It sounds like, feels like, looks like, seems like and uh, uh, those words are pretty well covered. In other words, you just say, well it sounds like you're really upset over this thing that's happened. Oh yeah, I am, totally. It sounds, seems like to me maybe you felt like it could have been avoided with better planning. Well, yeah man, this person never does good planning. They wait till the last minute on everything. Well, see now you're understanding. This allows you to get to side B if you choose to go there at this time because you know you don't have to go there. You can be patient and just understand. Frequently, that's all a person needs frequently a person just needs to be able to share what's in here, right? And then they can solve the problem. But leadership is also knowing how to be able to talk about this. And so here's side B. It's simply saying this, you know, I've been thinking about something and I would like to share it with you and get your thoughts on it. Would that be okay? Talk about magical. Talk about building trust. These two sides are so powerful and the person may blow up and say, oh, no, blah, 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 right? And you go back to A and listen until you understand. But then you go back and say, yeah, but I was thinking if we did this, this might be positive. What what are your thoughts on it? See, this puts you on the same side of the table. It's a whole different set of dynamics. Okay, so that's number four. Number one, right? What is it? Keep that meter as high as you can. Uh, Number two is do what you say. Number three is what's your story? Become familiar and understand people. And number four is be an effective communicator. Number five, the last one is to live the golden rule. Maya Angelou said, people, she's a great poetess uh, and has spoken at presidential inaugurations. And uh, she once said, people, may not remember what you did, but they will remember how you made them feel. That's what Live the Golden Rule is all about. It's doing random acts of kindness. It's, it's finding people doing good. It's, it's recognizing when people do something right. And so this is something that really builds trust. And if you have constructive criticism, it also creates the opportunity, because trust is higher, where you can talk about that. I've been thinking about something, I wanted to pass it by you and get your thoughts on it, right? Well, these are all things that you can do. They don't require another person. In other words, you can unilaterally build and maintain that trust. Uh, That's why I call it uh, an act of leadership. Let me give you a couple of examples on living the golden rule. I know you have many, right? Well, one of those happens to be, When I was in the airport in Southern California and I'm getting ready to board and I look over and there are two older women sitting in the handicapped chairs, the disabled chairs because they could. I'm not sure they were handicapped, (laughs) they were just older and they're delightful ladies and I looked over and I waved to them and I smiled. I mean, it was really fun. It was connect. They were probably 40 or 50 feet away. And then uh, because I uh, have flown so much, I was invited to board and um, I I was put in first class. And uh, it was interesting because I sat down and all of a sudden I realized I'd left my laptop in the boarding area. Yikes! I kind of freaked out but you know, once you're on, it's a little hard to get off and get back out there. and, and, And all of a sudden, a fellow came on the plane He said, I noticed you left this out in the boarding area and he handed it to me. Oh, that was so super. Talk about uh, building that, uh, the truss needle, right? Well, anyhow, I sat down, did my work. We got to my destination. I got off the plane because I was uh, first on the plane. I got off first and, and I decided to wait and just thank this fellow one more time for bringing me my laptop that I'd left out there. And as I looked up, uh, here came the two ladies that I'd waved to. And I smiled at them and they walked by and all of a sudden, as soon as they walked by, one of them spun around on her heels and she said, Do you mind if I give you a kiss? (laughs) Oh, I loved it. And I said, of course. And so she came back and planted a kiss on my cheek and I gave her a hug. I mean, it was a delight. And then the other lady said, and she loves your dimples. (laughs) Well, and off they went. Now, let me just ask you a question. How did that make me feel? Well, yeah, I felt like a million bucks. I mean, I was on cloud nine, and how do you think they felt? Exactly the same. See, this all came from a simple smile at an airport. This is just doing a little bit of good with no expectation of a return or recognition. That's living the golden rule. What can you do with a customer if you're a technician that's living the golden rule? Maybe recognize them, you have a beautiful home, or uh, if you're a salesperson. I had one friend that was a top salesperson, and he took the time to learn the breeds of dogs. And he'd say, now let's see, isn't that a miniature schnauzer? Man, they are so smart, they don't shed, and oh yeah. And and you get this immediate connection. Well, these are the things that you can do to have a great level of trust. And the stakes are so high because they impact so many areas of our life. And so let's just review these five one more time. And I'd like to give you the invitation to write these down. Put them in front of you. Keep them in front of you. Practice, apply them professionally while you're out working. Uh, If you're in an admin position, recognize the good of the technicians and the salespeople. Oh, I love your handwriting. Thanks for being so careful on this paperwork. (laughs) But you look for the good, right? And uh, so here they are. Let's see if we can get them again. Keep that needle all the way to full. Those are decisions that you make to do things, you're not waiting for somebody else. Number two is to do what you say. Number three, what's your story? Find out what the story is of other people. I frequently would, would go out and work with our technicians and go into manufactured homes, mobile homes. I loved being with these people. And I'd ask them, well, tell me about your history. And uh, and they would say they were a school teacher, or they worked as an engineer, and it was, talk about magical. It totally was. And number four is be an effective communicator. Both sides learn that skill and get it down. And number five is live the golden rule. I'd like to finish with a story today of a, a fellow by the name of Johnny. Johnny was a Down syndrome young man and he worked in a supermarket. He was a bagger. And... uh and he, they actually had a customer service consultant come in and do some training. And, and actually invited them, say, what can you do to make your shoppers feel extra special? Well, Johnny went home that night and he said, you know what I can do? He said, I can write down a little inspirational or motivational thought, a quote on a piece of paper. And I'm going to put that in each bag when they come through uh, for each customer. Well, pretty soon what happened is the customers learned that Johnny had done this, that he had created an individual motivational little quote or thought. And they wanted to be in Johnny's line. And pretty soon the, the person in the meat department was looking for ways to do better, and the person in the vegetable department. And, the, and they'd go, they'd look at the checkout lines, and there'd be a long line in Johnny's line, and another checker would come, and they'd say, No, we want to be in this line. Well, that is doing exactly what we talked about, and it affects every single person. So, we wish you the very best as you apply these things in your life. And may you have all the best as you enjoy and test the magical impact of having high trust. It's been a delight to be with you, and we wish you all the best. Thank you so much, Steve. We appreciate it. That was incredible content. Now, if you're a member and you haven't gone through our sales, service, deck, or leadership courses, I'd encourage you to do so. If you're not a member, then go ahead, sign up for a free trial. Click join at the top of this page. You're going to get free access for 30 days. You can go through the entire program without paying a dime, right? Cool stuff. That's it for now, folks. We'll see you soon. Until then, bye-bye for now.